This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no. But angel hair pasta, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Regular gum is boring, but Icebreaker's ice cubes are different. They're fancy. Icebreaker's gum has flavor crystals, which deliver a rush of cool, refreshing flavor. Plus, they are delightfully cube-shaped, making them soft and satisfying to chew. Icebreaker's Ice Cubes Gum. Ooh, fancy. Pick up your favorite flavor today. This episode is brought to you by Folgers Coffee. You're not just any coffee drinker. You're a Folgers Coffee drinker. Because for over 170 years, Folgers has been serving up expertly crafted brews that are bold, never bougie. And now there's over 20 varieties to choose from. Damn good coffee roasted in New Orleans. Damn right, it's Folgers. Visit FolgersCoffee.com slash coffee to shop now. Yoy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Yoy and double yoy! We talking about Twitter. Triple yoy! Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple yoy! football is 60 minutes. It's never going to be pretty. Throw style points out the window, but these guys are fight to the end. Throw style points out the window. It's time for another What Jin's Talking About, where style points go to die. <laughs> style points, only, only, uh, only thing style points might have more cloud over is vibes. <laughs> I, I I think style points they might have been like the ancestor of vibes. Uh, also, you only ever hear about style points in the negative. No one's ever like <laughs> we really got some great style points out there. Yeah, you don't count style points when you win, right? right You're just right. like, <laughs> yeah. eh, it's a win. Oh, it's a loss. Well, plenty of style points. <laughs> it's what Jin's talking about. The mm-hmm. conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. I'm Kyle Kreiss here with Greg Benevin. Hello. And it's the biggest, it's the, in the, in the biggest uh, weekend of the biggest billion dollar American industry, it's a $16 billion weekend coming up in the, uh, 
in the wagering world, I guess. I guess. I, I told you I forgot the Super Bowl was this weekend. <laughs> well, uh, luckily you didn't forget that they were still hot and toxic takes. Oh, I never could, unfortunately. Let's get to the tweets. We'll start with at Carter Critiques. Christopher Carter. Well, that's that. Steelers lose Brian Flores after he helped turn the run defense from dead last into a top 10 unit. So Brian Flores is gone. Shouldn't. It wasn't a surprise 12 months ago if right. you would have said he was gone. Today, mm -hmm. uh, this week, Steeler Nation is acting like uh, with, with some regret, some coulda, shoulda, wouldas. Um, what now? The question I have is: What exactly can we say Brian Flores brought to Pittsburgh this year? You know, Christopher Carter here is saying he helped turn the run defense from dead last into a top ten unit. Yeah, I say sure. You there's you can't argue that he did not. But can we argue that he did? Well, we can't say that he's solely responsible for it. I think uh, Carter's use of the word he helped is exactly right. <laughs> he definitely did help. Whatever else happened, he helped. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I think we won't know the true impact, like like the draft itself, we won't know the true impact for years to come. I mean, if it's like Munchak, where once he left, boy, you could tell in the years to come because those guys, and obviously men getting older and the drafting and all that too, but it's, you know, the offensive play line play wasn't necessarily the same. But, um, but yeah, this was... Wasn't this? I think the only real surprise by this is he didn't get one of the better head coaching jobs. I mean, he took a good defensive coordinator job. The Vikings got a good defense. They got some players. They're going to be a contender. But um, and also, this is just one of the better case scenarios. He didn't go to the Browns. He didn't go to somewhere even in the conference. He went to a team the Steelers are very unlikely to see. Well, you know, let's uh, we'll get to yeah, we'll get to some of those. Why did he in a little mm -hmm. bit? Because actually, because um, mm -hmm. there's a, it seems to be a theory here. Mm -hmm. uh, what what did Brian Flores do? We can say he did do he do do one one thing mm -hmm. at Alex Cazora. Alex, Alex Cazora. Brian Flores didn't just coach the Steelers defense. He helped guys like Kenny Pickett understand how defenses think and act. Pickett credited Flores for advice on running two-minute drills. Ended up with two big ones, Raiders-Ravens. Um, so, you know, if, if if his contribution wasn't even on the defensive side, but just being kind of the Kenny Whisperer, that could you could say that was a, was a contribution. Absolutely, himself. that was a contribution. And I remember thinking that was interesting at the time because, boy, you never really heard something like that in recent memory, even in Ben's earlier years. He wasn't like, you know, I was over there talking to Coach LeBeau and he said, do this with like, you know, 55 seconds left. It, uh, that was interesting, but that also might be the kind of thing where, you know, you don't know it was that one conversation. I mean, I thought it was like meetings where like Flores was putting together, like, here's what to look for, Kenny. That could also be in this, you know, it could be a case of like, hey, Flores wasn't the defensive coordinator. So he had a minute there of not a whole lot going on and Kenny could like, talk to him, you know, like. Well, you know, he certainly didn't have any conversations with Steeler Nation, right? right. I don't remember a press conference. I don't remember. Uh, I mean, was there even a Q and there might've been like one Q and a during camp. There was during the draft. They brought him out a few times. Remember when they, because they do the position coach does the, uh, uh, press release press conference after that. And he was new then. Well, it's, but that's also not his job. He's the, you know, special assistant linebacker, uh, uh commandante. That's not the, a press facing position. And, uh, <laughs> we'll have to wait until next year's Pro Bowl when it's the coaches playing flag football, and we'll see if Tomlin and Flores have a uh, still have a, a repartee. Um, 
okay, but you know, some people were sour mm -hmm. at Steelers underscore convo, Steelers convo. Okay, how are we going to build a championship football team? We should have promoted him and been selfish. It warms the heart, but it wasn't smart for us. We're literally stuck with Forrest and Bubba Gump as coordinators and Lieutenant Dan running the show. First off, a bad analogy. Forrest yeah. and Gump became the millionaire shrimp troopers. Right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, sh should I mean, should we have tried to hold on to Brian Flores in some capacity? There was there was no way to. I mean, it's, it's there's not they're not going to get rid of. I mean, again, the de the run defense went from dead last into a top ten unit. That doesn't mean fire your defensive coordinator. <laughs> That's no matter what what you think. And also, I I couldn't help but think, you know, uh, not to derail the conversation where this guy was mentioning Forrest and Bubba Gump and looking at the names of people that might be available for that Steelers offense of assistant thing and thinking of Jim Bob Cooter at uh, how that would just slide right in here for this person's analogy. You, were, you know, people were now expecting a name to be yes. in this in this role. Because that's what they know. They know the name of the guy. They saw Flores on the sideline with Belichick and with the Dolphins. And, you know, they don't know the guy that's like the fast rising guy. It's not a guy yet. Yeah, if it's not Belichick in this new right. position now, it's like, oh, what a you know what a waste. Why did this. we fire everyone ahead of him that he worked with in a collaborative fashion? And in all, and in and in just is in all honesty, I don't know if that's what I mean to say, but yeah. they 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 might not even fill this. This might be a position that is not fillable. This was like a special art, right? Art, this, you know, knock on the door Friday. Art, can we have this guy? Because he shouldn't have been available. Like, they shouldn't have been able to hire him. That was the whole point of this. He should have continued to be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> um, okay, how about this one? You know, someone's sticking up for Terrell Austin. At Devin Jacob Engel, Devin Engel whispers, Terrell Austin's defense in year one was 10th in points per game allowed and led the league in interceptions. People don't got to worry about Flores leaving. Uh, right, we've got we got a decent defensive coordinator. Yes, and, and moreover, you can remember things like whatever Flores told you. You can remember it, like you can learn it. It's not. I mean, obviously, the man's good at game planning. He that that game plan he came up with the Dolphins against Lamar is even something I, as someone that doesn't understand football game planning, get was a big deal. But yeah, but it's you know the defense should be all right, barring uh, injuries. It um you know it's it's and maybe maybe I mean this is. Purely speculation. All right, so play the, uh, you mm -hmm. know, play the alert. The kind of celebration of ignorance. <laughs> Maybe Brian Flores's military type temperament what not what uh, Tomlin necessarily wants in that. You know, he's more of a relates to players on a one-on-one -on -one level, on an in in intimate level. Maybe that's not the mesh he wants is specifically for defensive coordinator. You're right. I mean, who's to say? I mean, it's it's, but it 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 you know again, it's it's kind of like. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. This is like, it, it's hard to, you can't get upset about Flores leaving because he was never, there was never going to stay. I mean, there was, he was always going to find that better position. It's just, it's a fluke that he's a defensive coordinator. It's a fluke that he was here in the first place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This was, this was mm -hmm. not meant to be. This was mm -hmm. kind of like, um, it was like a duck uh, quarterback season. Yes. Right? This was not like in the, the good course. version of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won, we owed one. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so then how about on the ridiculous? Let's end it with. 
at Blitzberg, Blitzberg, per Aaron Wilson, underscore NFL, several league sources emphasized how many potential head coaching jobs will be open in 2024. And that was a consideration for Brian Flores. He withdrew from the Cardinals head coaching search. So not, you know, this we, we used to think about all oh, the quarterbacks you could draft next year. Mm-hmm. Now we're thinking about the coaches that are going to be fired next year. Well, I mean, <laughs> a, a, a couple things. One, these don't have to be related. You you can, th- if you were Brian Flores, you don't have to think about jobs next year and think, man, I don't want to coach the Cardinals because that because you're stuck with Murray and you got to figure out a way to make that work at uh, the same thing if he'd gone to Denver, even though they seem very intent on Peyton. But I, I mean, it's obviously I can't know things, but boy, it um, sure seems like this might not be incorrect about there could be a lot of head coaching positions next year. I mean, some because there are some bad teams that you look at and you're like, I don't know if they're going to get better. There's hot seats are in, in February. Right. That's hot right. seats. Exactly. And it, it, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's but then again, it comes back to the same things. Do you want to be the head coach of those teams, too? So, I mean, it's it, I, I can see. But I also could see if if wanting to take another year of being a defensive coordinator or something. I can't know what's in the man's heart to uh, but to be a head coach again. I, I imagine he'll be there sooner versus later. There's not a booster with a big enough blank check. That's right. I, you know, I uh, I think it's ridiculous. We're already hot seating next year. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. That's not the Steelers' way. Thank goodness. No, but it is the way of some really bad teams. I mean, I, oh, I yeah. do think there are guys on the hot seat already. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Enough about Flora. Enough about the guy who's not with us anymore because it's time for <laughs> Con Season. <laughs> Uh, I thought we were in a great place financially, but at PGH Steelers now, Steelers now, the Steelers are starting out in the red when it comes to their offseason salary cap situation. GM Omar Khan has several options available to find some cap space. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about people we could cut last week, you know, people like yeah. William Jackson, Miles Jack, Mitch, Mitch, mm-hmm. um, you know, is cap space? Uh, you know, is that a thing? He's the he's the cap king, right? Right. They they have they have the cap space they need to do what they want to do. Yeah, I'm not worried about cap space. Uh, certainly, again, here in uh, uh, pre Valentine's Day. <laughs> well, how about let's put on your thinking con. Uh oh. At Mike Up Sports One, Mike Nicastro, this question could go a long way in determining the Steelers' first round pick. Who do you think they have more faith in long term, Dan Moore Jr. or Kevin Dotson? Who do you have more faith in? If it came down, if the first round pick comes to those positions on the O line, uh, who in the in the personnel are you keeping? I guess. Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, right now, I, I, it seems kind of even to me. It's a tough question. I mean, I guess Dan is playing a little bit better, but I mean, I don't know anything about offensive line play. I know what I've been told by reading multiple sources. I do tend to think, you know, the question that goes even for a longer way in determining the Steelers' first round pick is what cornerbacks are still available there at seventeen. It, um, I think that I, I think they see that maybe as more of a priority than offensive line, but, um. But yeah, it uh, I can see. But I mean, but I don't know. I mean, that to me feels like a very Steelers thing. You get the best cornerback available, then later on you see is there the best player available at either one of those positions, and the guy backs up for a while and then slides in when uh, things happen. What if here's another speculation? Sure. Uh, what if it's they, that time of the year? Well, you know, yeah. uh, we can't speculate and recollate. But if what if they went and picked up one of these? 
mid-level free agent, say a guard, mm-hmm. who and saying, okay, you're going to compete with Dotson mm-hmm. for that spot, just like you did for with Kevin Green or Kevin Green with uh, <laughs> Kendrick Green last year, right? Um, and then now all of a sudden that takes that those first round picks kind of. You know, Absolutely, else. and that can happen to, and that can happen to Dan Moore. I, I think that can happen. You know, that that could happen to Miles Jack. That could happen. I mean, not necessarily Jack, but the other positions, Spillane, or uh, uh, you know, where Bush was before he leaves. But I think, but I think that's sort of it. Is I think it's harder to find. You know, it's easier to find the guy, that mid-level guy, to compete with them versus being able to do that with a cornerback. Because they've kind of tried doing that and haven't yeah. necessarily found one of those guys. That's why I keep coming back to more likely than not, this first dude's a corner unless something crazy happens. Oh well, let's go to the defensive side of the ball and talk corners. Okay. At Brian Cornell sixteen Pittsburgh Pirates rant podcast, hmm. cornerback Cameron Sutton is due a big raise. Will the Steelers re-sign him, or does another team overpay to shore up their secondary? Where is he playing in twenty twenty three? Seventy four point seven percent say Pittsburgh. Twenty five percent say another team um it's is he the priority signing i mean i agree with all that i i think that i think he is a priority signing i think that i think there's three i think three there's a 75 percent chance he comes back but i can also see somebody looking at him and being like wow we have a bunch of money to spend maybe we don't have that many holes or what we believe to be holes so we're going to spend a lot of money and put sutton on the outside and we're going to see him as a lockdown dude and that's uh and we're willing to overpay for that uh, extravagance <laughs> I didn't okay. know you had that. No, I know that was a little Vincent Price there. I know. Oh, <laughs> I, oh, I know what it is. Oh, and, uh, okay. And, uh, um, could would you still if even if sign even resigning Sutton would you would would that keep you away from drafting a corner in say thirty two? I don't or, think so. Just because can't you move Sutton? Isn't that one of the things they always liked about Sutton is they can move him inside? It, uh, I think that was always part of what they liked about him was that they could do that. Uh, the final thing on Con, but I here. like all this that we don't have to be like it has to be a running back. It's probably going yeah. to be a quarterback. It doesn't have to be one position. Ah. It's going to be yeah. It's what mm-hmm. yeah. It could be anything. It's is mm-hmm. um. This, there's there's drama. Even, there's I mean, drama. even you know, they talk about it has to be you know. Oh, you get another wide receiver. Okay, well, what if one of those super tight ends falls? I mean, it's you know, that's as good as a wide receiver. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're super tight. See, I don't even know that there were super tight ends. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even certain. I think which... there were. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. All yeah. right. Let's uh, final thing <laughs> on con season from we'll go back to from at Blitzburg Blitzburg linebacker Devin Bush is easily the biggest Steelers NFL draft bust. And I'm thinking, is it? Uh, you know, he played out that first contract in its entirety. I could think of I was thinking like. I mean, hell, even Kendrell Bell didn't play out his first contract, but right? he was Defensive Rookie of the Year, and he did almost – he won a playoff game and almost won a second one. I mean, that's – you never got any – I mean, I see the other names on your list, and that's not nearly as much production as uh, Kendrell. Well, so Jermaine Stevens has got to be the all-time best. I, I, I think right? Stevens is uh, – uh, I think you got Huey Richardson on there, and he's close. I think – Bush might kind of beat them out just because I think he because he was a much higher position than them. And also Bush wasn't just worth what the 10th round pick, 10th pick in the draft. He was also what another second round pick and a third round pick. 
So he had to basically bet her than the value of all of that. The revisionist history now is that that trade would actually have been worthy of going up to the number two overall pick. Oh, is what wow. I've is what I've read in revisionist history. I don't know, you know. Well, where did the Bucks take the other Devin, the one that became like the six, great player? Six, okay, I think, or and it's, I mean, I don't know what you would have had to trade to get that. And I don't know if they could have done that. I mean, that you know. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you you weren't gonna you weren't gonna scare them off that pick. Probably. Also, I mean, again, as much as good as Java Flores did, you know, that was the big. Uh, well, that was the thing we said a year ago at the time was Flores is going to be the Bush whisperer. He's going to figure all that out. And it's like, hey, the run defense got better and all that. Devin Bush improved slightly. But... We watch him sign in Minnesota. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, sure. At, uh, and he ran around there. Yeah. All right. Coming up in the second half, we got to talk quarterbacks. A lot of quarterback uh-huh. talk. Uh, you know, what's up with Mitch? What's up with Mace? And in fact, uh, the, probably the only, the only tribute in Steelers podcasts nation (laughs) only 30 for 30 tribute to mason rudolph that's coming up in the second half any anything else also um well you'll find out if you if you stick around (laughs) if you didn't stick around you can't say you were part of the conversation chronic migraine is 15 or more headache days a month each lasting four hours or more Botox onabotulinum toxin A prevents headaches in adults with chronic migraine. It's not for adults with migraine with 14 or fewer headache days a month. It prevents, on average, 8 to 9 headache days a month versus 6 to 7 for placebo. Prescription Botox is injected by your doctor. Effects of Botox may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Side effects may include allergic reactions, neck and injection site pain, fatigue, and headache. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Don't receive Botox if there's a skin infection. Tell your doctor your medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome, and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. Ask your doctor and visit BotoxChronicMigraine.com or call 1-800-44-BOTOX to learn more. Regular gum is boring, but Icebreaker's ice cubes are different. They're fancy. Icebreaker's gum has flavor crystals, which deliver a rush of cool, refreshing flavor. Plus, they are delightfully cube-shaped, making them soft and satisfying to chew. Icebreakers Ice Cubes Gum. Ooh, fancy. Pick up your favorite flavor today. All right, it's the second half of a flag football edition of a, we're not full we're not in full pads here today no, 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 on no, 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 uh, no. on what Jin's talking about a contusion of the birth certificate <laughs> let's talk we promised QB talk and and uh, I wish I had the jingle it's not you know the question is no longer QB 22 mm-hmm. who are you but the question is now just QB 2 <laughs> Who are you? I don't have the music, so that's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I no, I meant as in no, I said you can keep going. No, the song was lovely. It okay. always was. All right, let's get to the tweets. Mm-hmm. At Steelers Network, Steelers Network, Mitch Trubisky has a higher cap hit in 2023 than nine starting quarterbacks in the NFL. If the Steelers truly want to keep him, they need to figure out a way to lower the hit. Uh, you know, it seems like we're ready to already. Call this your big bust if we don't figure out Mitch's eight million or what ten million dollar salary. Um, 
But Art himself has kind of said, I think he's sticking around. Uh, yeah, I saw that, and it, um, and I think, and weirdly, they have to figure this out soon, right? Like it's before St. Patrick's Day; it's like March fifteenth, isn't it? Something like that. They have to figure out by now. I mean, as, again, as someone that roots for the team, but has also like works a job, I could very much see like the Steelers are like, "Hey, Mitch, we'd like you to take a pay cut." And Mitch, saying, no. Um, he, uh, it, you can cut me. That's, would they even? I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like, hey, we want you to take a bit. Mm, yeah. No, because he had, they, he has all the leverage. You right. know, they could do. I guess the options are some of these. Uh, an extension, of course. Mm-hmm. Like you want to extend them a year, but mm-hmm. uh, okay. Um, right. Or you know these void year things, but I don't know if that's something that's going to keep happening. You know, that was like a seemed like a COVID year type of thing, right? Or even, or if that's going to be the way of things under Con. I don't know. If I was Mitch. I'd want to get out of here just after looking at around the league and seeing, boy, how many teams their quarterback plans went up in smoke fast, you know, seeing what Baker did with the Rams, seeing what, you know, Darnold and folks could do with the Panthers. Like that's, there might be a place for a guy with Mitch's skill set to do, to come in somewhere and be the guy until someone else finds the guy or when the guy doesn't work out. I mean, you know, if Mitch had played for the Jets or the Niners, those teams would have gone further, you know, like at, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, well, you know that's uh, that sounds like recollection. Um, <laughs> you know, if if you know, you could take keep the take the money, take mm-hmm. the money to be the number two, and and as we know, usually you need all fifty. Oh, plus and you helmets. will play. I mean, Kenny's not going to play every snap of seventeen games. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's the backups quarterbacks are going to play more than they ever did in prior years. I mean, with this nonsense eighteen game schedule. Uh, well, let's, you know, what are the, what are the other options? And then, and then if we do cut Mitch, then we still got to sign right, you somebody. Bring someone so, in, so you're not saving all 8 million. What are the options out there? Let's go to at the Steelers in that, the Steelers in that. There's been a lot of chatter on Twitter today about the Steelers backup QB situation. The good news is, is that nearly every backup QB in the league is going to be a free agent this spring. Here, why don't you take, uh-oh. Take the buzzer. I'll read. Buzzer? I'll read the list of. We've never done this before with the buzzer. For I'll, those who keeping score. I'll read a list of the quarterbacks hitting free agency. Okay. And you hit it every time. There's one that you would like to be the new Steelers backup. Okay. So we'll start with uh, White out of the New York Jets. Lamar Jackson. No, pass on that. Daniel Jones. We're not getting none of these. Those guys aren't going to want to be backups. Okay, good point. Tom Brady, for example, that's someone else who might not want to be a backup at this point in his career. Andy Dalton. Okay. Geno Smith. I'll, I'll, I'll go that with. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll Click go him. Geno Smith. Geno Smith might take the backup role. I, I if... could. I mean, I, I. You know, it's it's. Because I, I, who knows what the Seahawks are going to do with all those draft picks? But um. But I could see that being one of the places where Mitch would want to go. I could see Mitch looking at that just as Mason did and thinking, "Boy, I could beat that guy." All right, uh, Case Keenum, mm-hmm. Teddy I Bridgewater. Never, I never thought that much of those. Guys. Uh, B. Allen. I don't even know who I B. Don't Allen. B. Allen is either. I was hoping you were going to tell me. Uh, Huntley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacoby Brissett? Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You think that's, he, guess that's someone that would do the job, that would want to be it. And and Jacoby Brissett could win a game with Najee, with Fryermuth, with you know a couple deep passes to George at uh, in a pinch. He's going to be more than eight million, won't he? I mean, I don't know. What did he? I, don't I think he was eight million no? with the Browns. I no? mean, I could be wrong, but I, I you know, I because I, the way he was playing and the way that Watson was playing, I thought <laughs> maybe they should have uh, gave the wrong guy the on track K. <laughs> All right, what about uh, Beth Hard? Uh, Driscoll, I don't know who Driscoll is. Chad Henney is still in the league. Oh, wasn't Driscoll the guy that came in for the Broncos in the COVID game? After, like, Bud Dupree spiked Drew Locke into the ground? 
Uh, uh, we almost beat the Steelers that game, remember? Well, do we, uh, do we want them then? Do we no, want them I mean, that's, that's all I wrote. And even then I had to go the, oh, thing, because I didn't remember. Um, someone named Stidheim. Stidheim? Stidheim. Stidheim. I don't know. Rippian. There's a Rippian in the league. Rippian. He's with the Broncos. He's related to the other one, I Oh, think. Rush. No rush. Uh, Heineke. Oh, I'd take Heineke. Yeah, yeah is he yeah. is he going to play? He is was, he gonna if he's, I mean, he's not going to start for the Commanders anymore, but he won some games for them, and that right. in a tough division. So there's three options: Mullins. I don't know Mullins. Who's Chris Mullins? I don't Wasn't know. Wasn't he the other guy for the Niners? One of like eight guys oh. to play quarterback there this year. Sudfield. I also don't know. That sounds like a Yinzer name. Peterman <laughs> from Pitt. Oh, it, uh, right, Nathan Peterman. Oh, okay. I would take another hometown guy, maybe. <laughs> Gabbert is out there, maybe for a backup. Well, no? But he might also might he be the guy that is competing with whoever the Bucks bring in? To uh... well, speaking of, but Winston is out there. Oh man, I, I just can't see them bringing in the guy to, with the problem with interceptions. <laughs> PJ Walker, mm. who I, I don't know, who that is. Uh, Jimmy G Garoppolo. I think he's going to want to start too. Drew Locke. Baker Mayfield. I'd take after the after Rams game. I'll take Mayfield after the Rams. What he did with them, I'll take Baker. All right, four because we again, four. you only got to win a couple games. And he's a baller. We know that he mm-hmm. loves to. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Flacco? Is, is he going to still be around? I, 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 if if they hadn't horse collared that guy in that game, <laughs> you and I watched. That was the horse collar heard round the world. Maybe if Flacco pulls that off, he did not look good in that game. You and me no. watched that. At, uh, Josh Dobbs, but he didn't look great either, though. No, I'll take Dobbs. You'll take Dobbs because Dobbs looked good, and also it wasn't Dobbs' fault. Nobody blocked that guy. And also, I mean, again, whatever the call on the field was, they were going to go with that. I'm not sure that was a fumble. So we got five guys that you would consider over out Mitch. Of, out of yes, but it's but it's also it's not like Lamar Jackson is going to be like I'd like to yeah. back up Kenny at, or Brady. At, uh, but even then, I, I, I'm not getting Tom from 2005. I'm yeah. getting the guy that looked pretty overwhelmed against the Cowboys at home. All right. Well, I think it sounds like Mitch might Mitch might stay. I don't mm-hmm. know. Oh yeah. All, yeah. all the more reason for to to stay at home, Mitch. You you got the you. But you know. there's also that's all the more reason you could see the Steelers take like another quarterback in the seventh round or something to be like the long term backup. At, uh, and just you know, Mitch loves football. No, you know nobody. Nobody loves football as much as I do. Nobody. So there's they always got to consider that. Um, all right. Enough, Mitch. How about at Mark Kabali? Rudolph might have the ability to pick and choose a situation that is best for him to compete for a starting job or at worst a backup spot. Rudolph has zero interest in returning to the Steelers. Uh, should, you know, does he? Is there an option for? Him? I mean, I, you know, maybe another backup option. You could you really see him competing? One, yes, because because all the things I said earlier about Seattle and about the Panthers and about uh, you know all those bad teams. It uh, I, I I for a brief second it hit me that you maybe you should have had the um if you're gonna get the sound uh, the sound clip from uh, Up in the Air when Clooney talks to those people at the beginning about how they've been fired and it uh, everyone that's been successful is 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 because of they've been in this position that you are right now. <laughs> It, um, but yeah, but it, uh, that's what I thought of when you were saying that. It, um, you know, it, at worst, a backup spot, I would amend that to at most likely. But, uh, yeah, but that yeah. doesn't mean, <laughs> but I mean, again, you know, would Mitch and Mason would have started for the Jets after they put what's his name on the bench when it, they could have beat out Mike White and what was left of Flacco. I can believe that. All right. Um, did Mitch, I mean, did Mason ever even get a chance? Like at DB Akron, Douglas Berry. Uh, this is the worst Steelers demotion since Steelers traded away Len Dawson. Wow. 
while the Steelers were stinking up the league with their coach's wrong choice, while the Chiefs were making the playoffs winning a Super Bowl, Mason will be the third Steelers player to walk in three years to hurt them. Who, who, uh, who were the other two? Uh, what, Juju? Maybe Ingram? I don't know. I mean, Ingram, I mean, I guess you can argue this is the playoff game. I mean, it, but Juju didn't beat the Steelers on the field this year. But I mean, no. it's, uh, but I mean, it's, it, but that, but this is good for this person going all the way back to Len Dawson. We would have accepted Johnny Unitas in this uh, deranged <laughs> Len Dawson well. wasn't good for the, he didn't play good. He was good for the Chiefs, but right. he was like, he was cut. We had the other Hall of Famer. We had a better guy. Was uh, it Bobby Lane? Bobby was Lane. That, okay. Yeah, so okay. and Unitas, they cut out a camp. It's not like Unitas was bad. They just absolutely whiffed on the valuation, from what I understand. You know what I've seen in the hieroglyphs. If Mason Rudolph becomes the next Len Dawson, then you know shame on. Yeah, Steelers oh yeah, for... I think that right. I think that would be that would be a real problem. And you know, and since it seems like Mason, I mean, if you trust the insiders who have never been wrong about anything, <laughs> like someone leaving the team, then this is our goodbye to Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, this is your life. Your story begins at the 2018 Scouting Combine. Mason Rudolph of Oklahoma State. Another really solid quarterback. Some people think could be a late first round pick. Certainly will go in the second round. Big, strong kid. Good arm, not a great arm. I think he might be the most accurate deep ball thrower in the draft. Everybody talks about Mason Rudolph. I watched him film on him, watching James uh, Washington. Yep. His ball seen to sell. It's very inconsistent. Although your nickname was Young Dolph, you skipped the bench press. Still, you had a reason to flex on draft day. The Seattle Seahawks have traded a 76 pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers. With the 76th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the city of champions, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Mason Rudolph, oh. quarterback, Oklahoma State. Okay. Mason Rudolph, quarterback. Accuracy is his best quality. The 2017 Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award winner. I think he's the deep, best deep ball thrower in this draft. He's also a timing and rhythm guy, but he's got minimal escapability, minimal ability to extend the play. Mason Rudolph learning from Ben Roethlisberger. I like that combination. But not everyone was excited in Pittsburgh. So April, the team drafts a quarterback in the third round, Mason Rudolph, you said, mm, we might have some other needs. There was no issue, I, and I, I made that very clear. It's not a personal issue. I have no problem with Mason. I, I don't. I like the first name Mason. Rudolph was my favorite reindeer. Like I, you know, I mean, I like. I don't. I didn't even know him, so it wasn't any personal on him. I just felt like I had. A, I might have a few years left. Let's get a position that could help us right now instead of a guy that. But 2019 saw you promoted to QB2. An opportunity came a calling. Ben Roethlisberger is out of the game. Mason Rudolph is in and quarterbacking the Pittsburgh Steelers. Remember, Pittsburgh just traded Josh Dobbs, who was their backup quarterback, just this last week. So young Mason Rudolph is quarterbacking the Steelers in a three-point game. That led to your first NFL career touchdown. Rudolph on first and goal. Finds McDonald, and he takes it in for a Steelers touchdown. 
Oh my goodness, Mason Rudolph. And your first fourth quarter comeback attempt. This is for the tie. Two point conversion attempt. Rudolph looking. Now he throws and it's picked off. Then all eyes were on you. We begin with breaking news. Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger will be out for the season. Week three brought your first NFL start. Steelers need Mason Rudolph to get things going in this passing game. Rudolph on the move. A strike to Juju Smith-Schuster up the sideline, and there he goes. Well, I'd say he got things going, Greg. 76 yards, no flags. Week four brought your first NFL win. Is this Ben Roethlisberger back there? No, I'm sorry, that's Mason Rudolph. Look at him doing his best Ben Roethlisberger impersonation. Rudolph, how about it? James Conner, touchdown Steelers. Week five brought your first NFL concussion. Mason Rudolph keeps it alive, but Rudolph is down. He's down and he is out. A very scary scene here in Pittsburgh. Mason Rudolph is still on the ground. The card is out. I thought I was good after I was unconscious for about 90 seconds. I remember telling Zach Banner, I'm good. Let's go back in. I'm fine. But I was, I was not fine. Then in week 11, your first on-field brawl. Here's a flag as... Whoa, hello. Whoa. Mason Rudolph got Rudolph into it. To get out of there. What in the world? Believe Miles Garrett? They'll be swinging a helmet? Yeah, there'll be some ejections coming out of this. There may be suspensions. That's right, suspensions. Rips the helmet off Rudolph's head and then eventually swings it and hits him in the head. And then Ogan Joby comes up and hits Rudolph from behind. Beyond words, oh, Joe. Gosh, that's one of the worst things I've ever seen on a professional sports field. What did he say to you? I mean, he called me the N-word. He called me a stupid N-word. What was your reaction to Miles Garrett's uh, accusation against your quarterback? The most recent one this past weekend, uh, I, I took offense to it, to be quite honest with you. I thought it was appropriate uh, that Mason is properly uh, defended. Um, nobody on that field, uh, as a member of the Cleveland Browns or the Pittsburgh Steelers, corroborated what was said by Miles Garrett. But you were benched a week later. That man, Mason Rudolph, needed to have his behind on the bench, period. Because, damn it, I don't think he can play. Um, made a quarterback change in the second half there. Uh, just felt like our offense needed a spark. Um, Mason wasn't doing enough. 2020 was the season of the victory formation. You sealed wins against Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Jacksonville. But you couldn't complete the fourth quarter comeback in your only start. Shotgun for Rudolph. Rudolph fires it too high. The Browns defense holds up. Still, it was enough to earn you a one-year extension. It's always good um, to get a vote of confidence from your, your team. And um, my outlook, my approach is proving myself every single day, whether that's in an OTA when, or that's uh, in training camp or throughout the season. So 
Uh, it hasn't changed my mindset. Uh, obviously, it's, it's about confidence. It's uh, it's encouraging, and, 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 and Pittsburgh's a place where I want to be for a, for a long time. And uh, I love the, love the whole organization here. It's it's home. They think that Mason Rudolph is a fairly capable quarterback. I think he still has to prove that. I think that what we've seen so far isn't enough to convince people to say, boy, we can cast our lot with this guy right now, but they think he's going to be the guy. And once again, destiny knocked on your door. Some major news this evening for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Quarterback Ben Roethlisberger has been placed on the COVID-19 reserve list and is out for Sunday's game against the Lions. A very notable game for all the wrong reasons. Does anybody really want to win this game? And that's it. And that's how it goes. The Steeler win streak stops. The losing streak for the Lions stops. Obviously, you know, didn't win the game. Yeah, you know, tied, tied, tied the game. And, and uh, you know, I understand the scrutiny that comes with, with tying, you know, not winning. And that's obviously the goal, always. And, uh, but uh, I think there were some things I can build from in that game when I look back and look at the tape. 2022 was a new lease on life. Ben had retired. You were de facto QB1. If we had to start a season today with Mason as our starter, let's go. And um, So I'm comfortable that Mason has, has won more games than he's lost as a starter. Where that can go, we'll see. The last few years, yeah, are you preparing like, like I'm the starter? Yes, yes, but you know when you get back to camp, you know, there's a Hall of Fame quarterback there that, that is the starter, so... I think uh, I'm excited for the opportunity. I know having a chance to be the starting quarterback, that's all you can ask for. I don't believe the Pittsburgh Steelers can compete with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. I believe you signify, I believe you say, I believe you express to the world, to the NFL, to your city, and to your fans, we are not going to win a championship if on day one of the 2022 season, you march Mason Rudolph out there. You are saying, we are rebuilding. This is a bridge, and like the London Bridge, I believe it shall fall. But then free agency. Breaking news out of Pittsburgh. The Steelers agreeing to terms with free agent quarterback Mitch Trubisky, according to our Jonathan Jones. Trubisky expected to become the starting QB now that Ben Roethlisberger has retired. And then a first-round draft pick. With the 20th pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Kenny Pickett, quarterback, Pittsburgh. And then, demotion by typo. Number one, Mitch Trubisky. Number two, Mason Rudolph. Number three, Pickett. Then, oh, wait, here's a new depth chart. It was a clerical error, you know? Um, That's how the depth chart was listed at the start of training camp, so the cut-and-paste component was the cut-and-paste component. You only dressed one week in 2022, but you weren't third string. You were always a handsome pile of number two. Both guys have remained engaged, and it's really kind of been two and two A, if you will. I felt like I hadn't been active on Sundays. All right, it's the band is on the field. It's time. It's a two minute warning. Let's do some odds and ends here. Let's start. Let's okay. This talk about you know we talk about our rivalry with the Browns or 
Baltimore, but I think Jacksonville has stepped up their game here. Duval. <laughs> At Ron Brownstein, Ronald Brownstein, in Duval County, school administrators recently held back 26 books from elementary schools, including Roberto Clemente, pride of the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> this isn't Steelers news, but this is a shot across the bowels. Duval, Jacksonville, Bannon, Roberto Clemente books. Uh, Florida is too weird. Wow. Wow. Uh uh, next, you know, next they're going to be banning Jim Wexel books down there. You can't, I can't get my Palomalu bio. I can't get it out here in L.A., so I don't know. I've called my local library. At Pete Thamel. Pete mm-hmm. Thamel. Sources. Oregon offensive line coach Adrian Clem expected to leave for the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Clem is expected to receive a pay raise with his move back to the NFL. He served as Oregon's associate head coach and run game coordinator this year. I, You know... I, I thought that he wanted to go back to Oregon because that was his passion. He loved to recruit players and all oh, this. Yes. Now he's one year later. He's going back to New England for well, more money. He couldn't get out of Pittsburgh fast enough. I mean, it's he was the rare leaving before the season was over guy. It, um, was he a volunteer, not hostages situation? He, 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 he might have been a hostages. He, he might have come down on the other side of hostages v volunteers. But um, <laughs> was he good? Was he like we? I can't play with this Kendrick Green and like. I know, mean, it's like, not <laughs> impossible, but I mean, but it also might have been get, getting back to something you said earlier in the podcast maybe it was something like the way you talked about the Flores hypothetical you know maybe that was just an attitude thing I mean who knows but I mean it's whatever it was it was very much that that relationship did not work out <laughs> Clem with the team with the Steelers at uh and I mean, it, look, it seems like I guess we've both moved on to better places. You know, the run mm-hmm. game has seemed to, but man, Certainly. I would, I, that, it seems like there's more of a story there than, uh, than I, Certainly. I care to, well, I would like to know actually. <laughs> um, how about at Steeler Nation? Steeler Nation seems like he's blaming the Steelers coaching staff and Ben Roethlisberger. Mark, Max Starks was on the fan talking about the loss to Green Bay mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, and he says, I think we were trying to make sure that, you know, guys had opportunities for bigger trophies at the end. I'll just leave it at that. I think it's one of those things where you feel good about it and you know who your superstar is. You try to put the ball in his hands as many times as needed. It sounds like he's implying that they were worried about getting Ben a Super Bowl MVP trophy. Uh, more to the to the default of running a balanced offense in the Super uh, Bowl. I mean, it's it's been a minute. I never watched the game after that, but I mean, a few things that I thought of immediately when I read that was that one, you know, Pouncey tore his ACL on the first drive of the AFC Championship game, so they had Ligurski in there, and he got absolutely eaten alive all game by that BJ Raji guy. That's what led to the big interception, uh, uh, you know, down at the goal line. Two, something, I, I mean, I didn't notice this during the game, but I, I did hear Jerry Dulac say it a few years later in passing, and boy, it made a bit of sense, is that, you know, on the final ill-fated drive when they had a chance to win the whole thing, Kieran Fox gets that holding penalty. So oh. they end up starting about 20 yards back when they do, and Dulac said, and again, I haven't watched it since, but he said Ben was forcing the ball to Wallace on that drive. Which makes sense, because if you have to go basically the whole field and you're down at the 12, you're going to try and you can force it to the longer distance guy. And maybe that's part of what Starks was talking about. The other thing is, I mean, look, the whole game swings on Mendenhall's fumble. And uh, Ben was always very good about getting everyone involved and keeping them involved. But man, as time is winding down in the Super Bowl and your running back has fumbled the ball like that, are you really going to try make that much of an effort to keep him in the swing of things? And you're playing from behind it's, yes you which know, they were the entire game yeah so that 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 uh, you know it's uh we hey we've mm. seen it we've seen it with even the, the canada teams mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. 
Let's move all this. It's like all this revision of that Super Bowl. It's you know what? It's uh, I guess because we lost. You know? Well, and but, also I think. Well, I also think now more than ever, like it's we live in a world of the Facebook memory. Like it's how many yeah, times in the yeah. last few weeks have you seen like this clip from Super Bowl ten, this clip from Super Bowl forty three, and that includes forty five as well. Yeah. And the players are seeing that too, and so they can't help but I think get sucked into a little bit of this. Yeah, you're you're uh, you're exactly right, uh, as Coach would say. D- doesn't he? Come on, where is? <laughs> you're exactly right. <laughs> uh, it's in alphabetical order. Just find it. Okay. <laughs> At Rain's Design, Rain's Design. Antonio Brown blames James Harrison for his CTE. He he went on. You know, he was. I don't know if he was on Insta Live or if he was on snaps or something but he, but Antonio Brown was like I wanted to tell you guys that I think James Harrison gave me CTE James Harrison had an illegal helmet for over 20 years in the NFL 20 year career I don't yeah. <laughs> he hit me one time ever since he hit me I've been super aggressive blame James Harrison for my CTE I, I, I don't think he was being serious but it's hard to tell with AB sometimes right the man's not uh, uh, real well known for uh, a distinguishing fact from uh, not fact but I did enjoy the uh, Harrison's response when he tweeted out the next day so oh so I woke up to 150 text messages <laughs> uh, you know if it, 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 it sounds like a wrestling uh, storyline they should yes. bring AB into the world of what is it heels I, uh, I mean well I mean or even just to bring AB into the world of the WWE I mean if you get yeah. him to show up he'd be unbelievably good at that you know, I saw Jake Paul in the Royal Rumble, and you know these people are great athletes, and they even they even want to get Mario Lopez involved. But oh. you know, he's a little. You know, I mean, come on, he's almost fifty. So right, exactly. That's a little bit like, aging out. Yeah, I mean, sure, one can be Terry Funk, but anyway, right, right, right. But a guy who literally grew up in it. Yeah. I so, mean, a, but AB would be pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, AB and. And Debo is the tag team champ. I would tune in every week for that. I would tune in. Okay, how about at Blitzguy OG, Blitzguy. Terry Bradshaw was asked by Chris Wallace about being considered dumb. Bradshaw was on, I don't know, this, this, I guess it's, is it CNN? I I get it on HBO Max. This is Chris Wallace interview show and whatever. And, um, you know, it was supposed to be on CNN Plus and then that that failed. It was, you know, it -hmm. it went down quicker than, uh, Whatever. What was the, what was the one that was the the fifteen minutes shows? Which one was that? Was that Al? Who had the fifteen minutes? Oh, shows? who had the Quibi? Quibi. Quibi. That's it. That's what I yeah. thought you were gonna say. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, I just want to play this because you know this still sticks with we. You know we think we're just tweeting out to the wind and like mm-hmm. it's harmless and all that. But the things that fans say still sticks with these players after all these years, or at least with Terry. How about? Oh, uh, don't you want to? How about this? Don't you? How about? Don't you want to hear what Terry had to say? How about this? Oh my goodness! Oh, I had technical difficulties. So Terry Bradshaw was talking to Chris Wallace. Did did that talk get to you? Did it get under your skin? What? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What? Um, the dumb image. I have yet to figure out. What? Um, a lot of interceptions my rookie year, but my rookie interception record initially was broken by Peyton Manning, considered one of the smartest quarterbacks. I threw 25, he threw 28. So what? I've <clears throat> I am upset. I do get upset by the dumb image. I don't like it being brought up. And I think probably some of my anger and frustration with it is 
is I didn't get enough support. I didn't feel like, personally, I didn't get <clears throat> enough support from Pittsburgh. I thought Chuck Noll could have st stepped in and said that's the most ridiculous thing I have heard of. After all, I call my own plays. You can't be too stupid and call in your own plays. So, you know, this, this still sticks with him. 70, you know, he's 70-some years old now, mm -hmm. and – uh, it's obviously sticks with him to life. So you know we this, we we things we tweet, things we say about these players. You know Devin Bush, DJ Tomlin, Canada, whatever, up and down the line. It's like the they're it's not insignificant. Well, even just that, I, I was just struck by as I was thinking about it, listening to that quote. How many athletes in any sport ever have been more successful? post-career than Terry Bradshaw yeah in terms I mean just across a wide number of mediums I mean announcing acting reality shows produ uh, products he had I a mean, country it, hit right I mean it's it, that is this extraordinary a life's work as anyone that's ever played a professional sport and you know and still to still come back to this one kind of I wouldn't I won't call it a shortcoming but it seems to you know and so much of it was about you know tearing down somebody that was so successful I mean if he they don't you don't hear nearly as much about him being dumb if he wins one Super Bowl it's it's the <laughs> fact that he won four that they were so good that uh you know that's where that comes from he's still getting uh he's still getting underestimated there was some some on Twitter right, this week so with some top from 10 the NFL .com, Super yes. Bowl quarterbacks and he wasn't one of them. Right. He has two Super Bowl MVPs. Right, so, right, right. Uh, uh, you know. Where he called his own plays in the Super Bowl as well. Yeah, yeah. Again, again, uh, Noel is the emperor, mm -hmm. yeah, but, you know, he wasn't calling those plays, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, uh, I, again, I'm not, I, I don't want to harp that Noel was overrated, but I think that he's on a bigger perch than... Obviously, today's coach, Mike Tomlin. Well, the four Super Bowls are going to do that. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying he's not significant. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that uh, we're going to have to start putting these guys in the same sentence soon. I hope. That's what we've been talking about. All right. Enough talk. More action. <laughs> Let's keep the conversation going. Maybe on uh, social media. Okay. Um, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm elsewhere. You can, I don't know. I'm, I'm out in the world at yes. Kyle Christ. Greg, what about you? Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at uh, Greg Benevent. V as in boy, E-N-E. V as in Victor, E-N-T. Coming up next time, more hot takes and... Uh -oh. No mock drafts. Hey! No mock drafts Woo! in February. I think I'm going to stick. In, you know, I'll, I'll start in March, even though free agency starts middle of March or something. Right. I, I, we, I can acquiesce to that as well. But no, you know, mock, mocks, mocks don't matter. They definitely don't matter in the winter. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I feel bad for a lot of that mock content oh. out there because, you know, if you listen to us a year ago, we already proved it all useless, especially January. Now we're in February. Uh, you know, it's you could say it's heating up a little, but no, it's not until really April, but I'll give mm -hmm. you... Uh, uh, we'll do it in March. <laughs> all right. Enough caucus. I will see you. We will see you next week. Mm -hmm. Until then, keep listening to these words from Coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school.